Over the last number of weeks, we've been looking at the story of Jonah and comparing that to our relationship with God. In the story of Jonah and the whale, we see a man who's desperately running away from what God has asked him to do. And, and then through a series of circumstances and events and him landing in the belly of this great fish, a whale, we see him start running to God and, and then actually obeying God and doing what God has called him to do where he is running with God. But like all of us, we go through these highs and lows with God where we're sort of with God and then we're not with God. And today we find Jonah running ahead of God. You see, there's this great need in our relationship with God to not be ahead, to not behind, but to actually be with him, remaining with him, staying sort of in step with him. But there are times, we all know this, where we just kind of veer off the course. And God uses this story of Jonah just to remind us of where we actually need to be. Now, when we get to this place where we're actually running ahead of God, God still remains faithful. He still loves us. He still cares for us. But his desire, his love for us, wants us to be right by his side. So let's read Jonah chapter 4 and, and just look at how Jonah responds to God having mercy on the inhabitants of Nineveh. It says in chapter 4 verse 1, it says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is this not what I said when... I was yet in my country. That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. And he sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade over his head. And it saved him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God also appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that the plant withered. When the sun rose, God appointed this scorching east wind. And the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And Jonah asked God that he might die. And he said, is it better for me to die than to live? But God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? And Jonah said, yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord God said, you pity the plant 
for which you did not labor, nor did not make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left hand, and so much cattle. You see, this just points to the amazing compassion that God has, not just on people, on Jonah specifically, but also on the Ninevites. But it also shows Jonah's total disregard for being with God in what God is doing. You see, Jonah is this great example for us where he is running ahead of God. And because he's running ahead of God, we see him being displeased with God's plan. This is the first sign of us running ahead of God. In verse 1, we read, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. Jonah is mad because God actually relented on the destruction and destroying Nineveh. And Jonah's not happy about this. It says that he was displeased exceedingly, so much so that he was angry. He was angry with God. And he starts calling God out for everything. And what we see here is that Jonah and God are dramatically opposed to each other. We see in chapter 3 where God sees the children of Israel or the children of Nineveh turn to him. So God turns away his anger. But here we see Jonah do the opposite. He wasn't angry with the Ninevites, and now he becomes angry with the Ninevites. You see, this marks the deep gulf which separates God and Jonah. It also portrays humanity's deep divide between us and God. God's ways are not our ways. How God's work, how God works is not the same as how we, as humanity, want to operate. And when these things come into conflict, we become incredibly displeased, angry, with God's plan. And in fact, a lot of people who claim to be atheists are people who are really just angry with God's plan. You see, that's a great sign for us to stop and reflect on because here we see Jonah not happy with who God is and how God works out his plan in the world. And we're really no different. We say things like, God, I don't like what you're doing. I don't want to accept that you're sovereign over this situation. I don't like that, God, you have consequences for sin. And I don't like it when my dreams don't come true. And we blame God. We get angry at him. And it actually displeases us so much that we don't want to walk with him at all. And we now begin to walk ahead of him, putting ourselves in the driver's seat. 
And we see this tendency in Jonah because Jonah actually begins to correct God. He goes on to tell him, I knew you were like this, but this is not what I wanted. Jonah also confesses that he actually knows who God is because he says that, God, you're so gracious, you're so merciful, slow to anger and abounding love. I knew you wouldn't destroy this people. You see, Jonah really did want the people of Nineveh to be destroyed. They weren't his people. They were evil. And in fact, God says to Jonah that there's 120,000 people that don't know their right hand from their left hand, which means they don't have any kind of moral compass to them. God acknowledges the fact that they're evil. Jonah would love to see the people of Nineveh destroyed. But Jonah just doesn't like God's plan. And it's a sign where he's running ahead of God. And we can so easily be caught up in this trap where we start to be displeased and to be angry with God and to be upset with God. And so we start to run ahead of him. We're not into what God is doing. Well, God is so kind and he's so gracious. He just allows Jonah to continue on. As we read into verse 3, we see this next sign that Jonah is continuing to just run ahead of God. And that is, he starts to think that his plan is better than God's. And this is a sign of us running ahead of God when we think my plan is better. Notice, notice what he says to God. And this is so strange. Like, this is such... It doesn't even make sense that he would say this. He says, therefore now, O God, take my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live. Like he's so upset and angry about the situation. He doesn't want to live anymore. He thinks it would be better for him to die than to live. Well, let's just look back at Jonah's life for a few minutes. Like, Jonah's just been delivered from a storm, shipwreck at sea, possibly. He goes down and he's drowning and God sends this fish to bring him back. God also, in the, in the midst of this situation, doesn't get angry with Jonah, but he deals kindly with him. He's merciful to him. But yet, Jonah thinks that he should be dead instead of alive. And, 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 and he's so convinced that his idea, he's so upset with what God has done, and he's so convinced that his idea is better, he goes in verse 5, it says that Jonah went out of the city and sat at the east of the city, and made a booth for himself. He, he just kind of made this, he took some plants, he took some other uh, sticks and things and made this shade cover. And he sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. So here he is saying, God, you should really destroy these Ninevites. And I'm going to sit here because I know that my plan is better. And I'm going to wait to see what will become of the city. 
And you know, part of this is him actually bargaining with God so that God would change his mind and get in line with Jonah. We do this sometimes with God. Sometimes we do that in regards to salvation. We have this concept or this understanding of we th- what we think should be the right thing in order for us to be in heaven. We think our plan is better about heaven. But we don't ask God what his plan is for heaven. Sometimes in life we are thinking that our plan is better regarding the direction of our life. I think I should do this, God, so I'm just going to do this. Maybe it's regarding our kids. Maybe it's regarding life decisions. And we, we go so far as saying, God, I want to do this, so please bless this. And we do that in our prayers. Instead of actually doing what God blesses. You see, when I think my plan is better, I'm running, I'm sprinting ahead of God. But what's the most amazing thing about this story is that God still loves Jonah. God still loves us. When we're angry with him, when we're displeased with what's happening around us, when we think that our plan is better, God still loves us. And he still won't let us go. Now, as Jonah has been displeased with God and he thinks that his plan is so much better, he's still on this course to run ahead of God. And here we see in verses 6 through 11, this third sign of Jonah running ahead of God. And that is this loss of perspective. As we read in verses 6 through 11, we we get this picture that God is reframing the situation for Jonah. It says, the Lord appointed a plant and he made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade over his head to save him from this discomfort that he was having as he's waiting for the city of Nineveh to be destroyed. And because this has been given to him as this place of shade, it says, so Jonah was exceedingly glad of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant and it withered. And when the sun arose, the God allowed and appointed this scorching east wind and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked again, he's back in this place where he just wants to die. It's better for me to die than to live. But then God begins to question Jonah. And he says, do you be well for the angry of the plant? And Jonah's like, yeah, of course I am. I'm so upset about this plant. I'm angry enough to die. And then God really drills down here. And this is where Jonah is totally exposed. He says, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came up into being in a night and perished in a night. You had pity for this plant. Should I, as God of the universe, not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there's more than 120,000 people who don't know the right hand from their left, also much 
cattle. You see, God totally reframes this situation for Jonah. And this is God's mercy with Jonah, despite Jonah's behavior. God highlights where the real absurdity lies. Jonah is filled with compassion regarding a mere plant, yet remains hard-hearted towards an entire population of the city. He shows concern for one small item of God's creation, yet fails to care for this large mass of people who, like Jonah himself, were made in the image of God. You see, the inconsistency rests not with God, but with Jonah. And this is what happens when we start running ahead of God. We lose this perspective on the situation. We're inconsistent. And this whole situation dramatically reveals that God's sovereignty is not restricted to acts of compassion as the one who gives life. But as the one who gives life, he also has the right to end it. This is who God is. And when we lose perspective on God's perspective on the situation that we're in, on the things that are happening around us, we are so convinced that our plan is better. You see, it only takes us being displeased with God's plan to think that our plan is better. And when our plan is better, we've just lost the total perspective that God has on the situation. God wants us. God desires us to be with him, to be in stride with him, to be following his plan. So let's come back to running with him. Let's not be displeased with God's plan. Let's know that God's plan, even if I don't understand it, is always the best plan. May we let go of our plans. May we turn away from our plans. And remember that God's perspective is the right perspective. And, that regard, and that's regarding salvation, it's regarding life, the pain of life, the highs, the lows, all of those things. God has the right perspective. I want to encourage you today to run with God, to not run ahead of Him, but to actually learn how to run with Him, how to run in partnership with Him. And I encourage you to do that today. And if you've never even thought about this, if you've never even come to the place where you need to align your relationship with God, then today is a good day to think about that. To know that we can actually be running away from God or that we can be running to God or that we can be running ahead of God. See, these are the lessons of Jonah. The story of Jonah and the whale is really meant to be lessons for us so that we would know how to evaluate and engage with this God who so much loves us and wants to run with us. 
So let us run with him as we go about our week this week. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your love, your compassion, your kindness for us. Lord, I pray today for anyone who is not running with you, that they would seek you, that they would find you, that you would reveal yourself to them, and that they would run with you, that they would be aligned with you as they live their life. Lord, I pray for all of us that we would not either run away from you or run ahead of you, but that we would truly seek you to learn your ways and to know your love and compassion. And we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior.